Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Hey everybody, I just need to make a little correction here. Cat's company is called Revision, Remodel, and Design. What yes. do you see as your greatest challenge currently in your business? Financials, just because of the market increase. I mean, it's crazy. I bid out a job in March for a basement, a wonderful gentleman, huge basement. Um, I bid it out in March and I think, you know, or February and the wood prices were not, the two by fours were not what they are now or what right. they are were when I started in May and I had no claws in there because, you know, that was kind of like March was kind of when I was, you're getting back into busy season, right? Like then right. February, beginning of March, they like March, it pops off. So I, by the time we started the job in May, um, the materials prices I think had doubled. And when you're bidding out, like, what are they called? Lump sum contracts, you can't, and I don't have it in my contract and I'm a decent human. I'm not, I, I want to make a decent living, but I'm not here to price gouge. So it's really hard for me to go back to my customers and discuss money extremely hard because it just feels kind of like, I don't know. I just want to bid out the job and I want to stick to that number. So I do, you know, I try not to ever do change orders, but now I'm retraining and, or actually just training like, okay, this is a change order. Um, or, okay, your job was bid out two months ago out of respect for both of us. I am going to look at the numbers again. I'm going to make sure that we're still on the same pace. We're still, you know, we're still doing, doing, doing the same design elements or material elements. And then if they've gone up, it gives me an opportunity now because I lost my shirt. I lost my shirt on that job. It was so difficult and we did a great job. And at the end of the day, I'm building a business, not collecting a paycheck, um, but I can't go broke. So that was a lesson. And, um, you know, we, we really, he loves it. He loves his 2,500 square foot basement that, uh, cost me like three times the price it usually does in lumber. Um, but it's a life lesson and I hope it goes down eventually, but that is a struggle of mine, my biggest struggle. And, um, and I don't know if we're, you know, I think a lot of my struggles are kind of not having another female voice, which I think I value Melissa for because she is another presence and that I can kind of bounce things off of her. I mean, I've had so many guys come and go. I mean, I have my solid crew, um, but they, you know, even some of them came and went like, I've had men ask me the dumbest things in the world. Like, do I want to go swimming in their pool with the moon out? And I, you know, I mean, dude, you do my drywall. I mean, no offense. Like, it's not, I don't even mean it offensively, but we don't have to take it to that level. Like, that's part of, I think, a struggle as a female. Because I'm always looked at, not always, I will take that back. Because my dude, seriously, this is not a man bash conversation. And construction is what I love. And I will never change what I've done and where I am. But it is pretty annoying. It's pretty annoying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's, that's, I could see that I've being got a, a, a constant struggle. Yeah, because I'm here to do a job just like you. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That was aggressive, but like, I'm here to do a job less, it just like you. It wasn't aggressive. <laughs> Good. Cause I don't want to be that either. Like I'm totally not. And, and really like, I think my strengths are that I can joke. So like the guys who are very macho with the egos, I mean, you work in construction, you know, these guys, they walk around, you know, better than everybody else doing them. But you know, they have a very high self-esteem and it's hard to break down those barriers and to get the respect that I deserve. But I always use a joke or I try and like, you know, I think jokes and like conversations that are more level headed and not trying to go into it too you know, come at them hard. Like one, you know, my biggest joke, one of my favorite, I work with most Latino men and I love it. So I speak like a little bit of Spanish, definitely Spanglish, but the dude's like, uh, one of my framers, you know, he framed something and borracho means drunk in Spanish. And I was like, Ooh, that's poquito borracho. And then they are start laughing. Cause they're kind of like, that's a good way of telling me that I made it crooked and I got to redo it. But if mm -hmm. I just tell them straight up, like, Hey buddy, you got to fix that. Cause it looks like, you know, it's not, it's not correct. It's not level. It's not plum, flush, whatever. But like, it's a good, I think as a female, that's kind of a strength of mine because I can, I can use my jokes in a way to get a better job out of them without them walking off or being offended or without them feeling they have to like, you know, push their ego on me. Cause I am not, I mean, I love what I do and I'm very proud of it, but I don't, ha I don't have to have the biggest ego in the room. I don't. And I always say, I know you're about to talk. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I always say, <laughs> I always say good job. Like if someone does a good job, I make it a point to say, you did a really good job today. That looks so good. I'm so like, what a great idea with like this, you know, like, you know, changing this tile pattern or moving this over, you know, whatever the case may be. But I always make sure that I give praise. No one really gives time to appreciate the craftsman and the skill level that it takes to make do this job um no doubt. you know I, yeah no people. i agree that that people uh need to feel appreciated for what they're doing because often what the only people think people remember is when their boss told them they did something wrong and didn't do it in a constructive way and you know then they don't feel good about coming to work they don't think they're appreciated and people you need know, to feel that Absolutely. And that's what I was kind of talking about as a, you know, the, I'm the business owner and I'm the contractor and I'm the lead, the, you know, the heifa, even though I hate being the heifa, man, I do not like being the boss. I tell everybody we're a team. I am not the boss. We are a team because we can't do this without, I can do it without them. And honestly, they probably couldn't do it. With, I mean, they could do it without me, but I think they like doing it with me. So um, but it's hard because as the owner, you don't get that praise. And sometimes all of, you know, it's stressful. I always tell homeowners, I've lived through this personally so many times. I give them tips and tricks before I start my remodels. Like if it's a kitchen, I tell them, hey, go to Costco. I know, you know, it's not earth friendly, but grab yourself some plastic ware, some plates, save your sanity, get your kids some little small snacks. Uh, I ask them to clear the garage, all of these normal things. But I think like you said, with client expectations, when it comes to communication, I kind of set those expectations up front um, and it helps my guys it helps me and hopefully it helps streamline the process so customers don't get frustrated because at the end of the day they're my boss they hire me to do a job and they're my boss for that short period of time and I get a lot of bosses every year and I have a new boss who maybe I really connect with or another boss who maybe I don't but I'm still going to do a good job so it's hard when it comes to praise to get that um, until but you know I do have a pretty good set of customers who really you know 
the kitchen that I'm working on now, the customer texted me immediately. I love the custom rain shed. I love the cross buck and on the island. And we spent a significant amount of time on that finishing work. Um, Romeo knocked it out. looks amazing. And it's nice to hear that the people we're building it for and, appreciate it as much. And, and that's your recent post on Instagram. Uh, the blue kitchen. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're yeah. wrapping it up with a cool mosaic tile. It's like a marble mosaic tile. And you guys, if you want, if you're out there listening, you can check that out at, at revision remodel on Instagram. Yeah, please. I don't have much of a following base, but I like, I like making my reels. And I think honestly, I make them more for me because <laughs> it's a good memory. I, you know, I had one with my kids, my private account, and I have all these memories with my kids. And it's funny because my daughter who's 13 was looking through them the other day and she's like, mom, these are so good. And I, it kind of tells a story of where you're at on that day or what you're doing. You know, I, I listened to your podcast about how you said you have the daily book, which is really smart because you can put your daily notes. Like when I, I would do that as a teacher, like, you know, or a substitute teacher, this kid during this period was kind of off or we accomplished this much. And it's similar because you can go back to that Tuesday last week when you were doing framing and, you know, or before, you know, your rough ins or where it's something maybe you want to remember for finishing work. And you can go back to that in your notebook, which is really a good idea. I'm going to take that tip. And it kind of keeps you on track and organized for future stuff. Yeah, I'd be I'd be lost without my notebook and my phone. They are each side of my brain operating this company for sure. Absolutely. And, I use and, my notes a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go back. I, I have a stack of notebooks and I can go back a year or two to find someone's phone number. Cause if I know relatively when it happened, I just flip through the pages as they are by oh. date and it makes it really easy. Oh, that's um, cool. Or that's even smart because, you know, I, I, we put together a packet and give them all their finishing selections. Like what kind of grout we use, what kind of flooring, where we got it, how, you know, uh, we give them the packets obviously of all their appliances and their new products. Um, but that's smart too, because then you can circle back and you can know what type of building material, what technique you used if you did something a certain way and you're not doing that. It, Cause everything is different. Yeah. Every day is different. Yeah. Every job is different. And then, but the, Absolutely. The, the one thing about the notebook too, is even if I don't have all the details in there, I can go back to that date and read what happened. And it jogs a memory. It jogs so many memories of what was going on right then. and can kind of bring you back to that time frame and what you were doing. And, and I just find that incredibly helpful. I don't know yeah, if for sure. that would work for everybody, but so, Hey, but now like there's kind of an elephant in the room here, Yeah, um, you know, cause while, as a general contractor, you comprise of, you know, 25% of the actual contractors I've interviewed for this show. Um, cause I haven't interviewed just contractors in our previous discussion. We've been cat and I've been going back and forth on Instagram a little bit. Uh, you informed me that women, women owners only comprise 3% of general contractors. So why is that? I have no idea. I mean, according to Aaron, my seven-year-old plumber, it's because we're just, the women aren't interested, which I do actually, it was very, you know, I kind of agree with him because it is a dirty, like I said, it's a dirty field and, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that it's male intimidation, but it is typically a very male dominated field. We're not going to, you know, you can't brush that under the rug, but that's not a bad thing. If you find like guys, I mean, I say that men are from Mars and women are from Venus or is it women are from Venus and men are from Mars yeah. and I'm from Ju I'm the from second Jupiter. one I think uh, yeah 
So I'm from Jupiter. Like I can relate to everybody. So like if you are that type of personality as a female and you can hold your own or you got a bunch of brothers who beat you up or whatever, maybe you were a tomboy or not even who cares? Like it, I think that you, if you, as long as you hold your own and you find the right people and you gotta, you gotta have tough skin. I think it's so gratifying. I see so many women on the internet and a lot of them are trades women. Um, a lot of them are DIYers, which brought me up to like, like, why are there so many women, you know, Instagram is now a business. It's now an industry. You earn money from it and, and more hats off to them. That's a, that's a, a business. That's just like mine. You got to put together materials. You got to organize, you're doing projects, but why are all these women? My question is why are all these women doing it on, on Instagram? Why don't they have, or if maybe they just don't have an interest and it's filling the void of the women typically do stay at the home. I mean, the reason why I am who I am is because I was a part-time stay-at-home mom and I was so interested and invested in my homes that I took those times with my kids when I'm in between lunch and snack and nap time, I was calling local county people or I was building a bookcase or I was, you know, tiling a bathroom, you know, insert job here. But I think maybe it's the flexibility that, or the inflexibility that women have. Um, but I think with society, we really just turned everything around anyway, that I don't necessarily know if that's the reason why maybe Aaron's right. Just if you take all the women in the world, I, none of my girlfriends would want to help me, you know, they're not going to come and frame some stuff or tile some stuff with me. Cause I just think there's not much interest, but for the women who are interested, I think it's really important that if you do love it, you follow what you love. You find a really good mentor. You set your boundaries because, uh, it's important to respect yourself. And sometimes, um, you know, you, you feel bad respecting yourself cause you have to say it so point blank and women are, you know, they, they be put in this box of like, you know, a B I T C H or whatever, just not very warm and cuddly, but you know, being direct, it doesn't have to be, it's not being rude. It's, it's respecting yourself. And I don't apologize for anything about me, good and bad. Um, if I do something wrong or it wasn't fair, I absolutely apologize to anybody and everyone, but I don't have to go around apologizing to people who want to mansplain something or who think that they know more than me, who aren't willing to collaborate because they're not worth my time. And they're not the person that I want to be around anyway. I'm such a people person that I really like, I thrive on good communication and good solid relationships that I don't, which is funny because as a kid, I was a gymnast and I spent my entire days in a gym working on being the best me athletically to win my own little award, you know, at the meets. Uh, but now I'm really definitely more of a team player and you have to find a good team. I don't think women should give up if that's what they love. And so what's the, what's the, What's the solution to get women in the more women in the trades? I think more exposure. I think there's a lot, the women, the DIYers, you know, I have a lot of women who, let's be honest. I will tell you that I believe I am a niche niche market because of the fact that I can communicate very well with my customers and the women ultimately typically make the decisions of the household when it comes to the remodeling. Um, it's interesting, you know, when it comes to money, I definitely negotiate with the husband a little bit more, but, um, women really take the lead and they're the ones I communicate with on a regular basis. Um, they're the ones who kind of navigate the project with me. Um, and be, and I, I think, 
I think if women saw more of that, where project management doesn't have to be always, you know, you don't have to be the one slinging the hammer every day, but you're the one with the creativity and the ideas. And you're the one with the project management skills and the communication between the guys. Like you said, you know, if, if one, you know, if the framer can't finish up or we don't pass inspection then we have to, we have to hold off on drywall, you know, whatever it is, uh, communicating that immediately, letting the guys know, uh, there are a lot of really, there are a lot of skills that women are very good at and they would be very successful and it's not as intimidating. And it's not that it's, it took a long time. There were a lot of tears, a lot of stress and a lot of points where I wanted to give up, but I'm so proud of myself that I did it. Yeah, that there is a lot of. Uh, I th I think you're right about the exposure because I don't think people really know what the what contractors end up doing. I mean, our world is pretty mysterious outside of <laughs> outside of our lives. I mean, we hardly get to know each other because we're all busy. Like you heard yes. other contractors' names and you know their reputation, but you've never met them. And anyway, uh, I I don't because of that. I don't think that. I think that maybe that's why there's not a draw to it. It's the people that are already in trades decide they don't want to work for someone anymore. And they go into being their own boss and contractor. And so I, think, I you think that's, I think that's kind of a gap right there that or, or creates that gap. I think it does but, create that gap because as a female, you, like I said to you, I think, um, during our, just our chats back and forth, like as a female, I think the leadership role really, enables me to feel confident and be able to know like, Hey, this is my job. I'm bringing you on to do a job for me, for my job. And I appreciate and value you, but I could see how trades like women in trades, you know, if you're working for a carpenter or you're a tile setter and you know, you've got a guy who's a bully, who's says mean things or takes it too far. And I'll give you an example. This, this I have a friend and she's in commercial construction. She's an assistant project manager. And, um, you know, she's teeny tiny. She, she works out. She's in great shape and she's perfect for the job. But I actually went out with her one time and, and her project manager and the guy said to her point blank, like, what's your salary? You should be making half of the salary that I do. And it's number one, insulting. I don't care if you're a male or a female, first of all, like you shouldn't tell another human what their value is because it's again, insulting. But number two, the guy, like she's been working there for a while and like, who cares in her company? I don't, you know, it's nothing personal, but the guy doesn't show up sometimes. And he's like, forgets this or misses that because he doesn't have as much dedication to his job. So there's a man sitting here basically telling her, you're a woman and you don't deserve as, not, uh, as much money. And then also you, she sees him on a daily basis, not putting in the effort and not dedicating himself. So where is the discrepancy? Because he has a different, you know, body structure that he deserves double the pay. I mean, it's just, it's barbaric to me that people have that thought process. But I think that that is kind of the culture that's bred within construction. Uh, I was talking to my other lady contractor yesterday and she said, you know, I had one guy say to me when she had an electrician, she hired from her for her own personal home. Uh, she said, I really am interested in electrical. Could you teach me a little bit? He goes, electric electrical work is not for women. Like who says wow. that? Who cares? It's not gender. The electric electricity does not care if you're a male or a female. It's going to catch fire if you do a bad job, regardless. 
you know, you're going to blow something in the house and the, the, the electricity does not care your gender. If you're good at your job, it should not matter your gender. And I think those are some of the setbacks and struggles that women have, but I kind of think they're funny. I mean, and I, you got to laugh it off to some, at some point. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess you can laugh it off. Uh, it's, it's gotta, you know, you gotta force yourself to do that, I guess. In some For situations. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> um, what I are think, your thoughts on it? I think that I, I, I would, I would say that, I, I, it's really too bad that that, that that attitude still exists as, as strongly as it does today. I, I'm always surprised at how slow things change, um, Mm -hmm. because I've gotten a lot older and, you know, I've changed a lot, but, but, um, what I've learned along the way is that, that if, if a, if men who have worked with women, men who have worked with women in the trades have a different attitude now, but mm-hmm. until, until they have, I think a lot of that old attitude just sticks the way their fathers raised them, the way their fathers talked to their mothers, you know, all that generational. Absolutely. Class. Oh yeah, and, totally. And, and then, I mean, and then when you, and then when you, then when you actually have women on your crew, you get offered a very different perspective on things uh you get someone who shows up on time all the time and some and some creativity uh some extra or different different levels of creativity and and i think that people really appreciate that once it's there mm-hmm. but until it is the old attitudes just o- overwhelm everything they do. And it's hard. Cause what do you do? Like you got to push through it, which again, like I am lucky, I guess, you know, I mean, I've taken back financially. I've been, uh, you know, it took a long time to, I think people overbid jobs myself sometimes in the beginning and I kind of didn't know how to bid. So, and then I was like, man, I didn't really get the good quality work for what I paid, but I, I, that's just, again, another growing pain. I think someone will take advantage of you or put you down, you know, maybe because they feel slighted or feel, uh, you know, not insecure, but threatened almost. And maybe women are, are threatening to a degree because I was talking to a welder one time. Um, this guy did commercial welding. He was in the area from Austin, Texas, pretty cool guy. Uh, he, he did this huge mural for a really big building, a really big builder, commercial, um, construction. And he said, you know, I love training women and I love working with women because they have that attention to detail and they have that delicate hand almost like, you know, we, we really take that time and we want to do those finishing work skills that are so important. And we, you know, sometimes people, People just rush so much through construction to get to the next job and to worry about the next thing when, you know, it's like kind of stop and smell the roses kind of like if you don't take the attention to detail and you put it on the job, then um, regardless of male or female, you're not going to do a good job. But I think that's one of the qualities that women have sometimes is kind of, uh, you know, putting attention on the things that aren't aren't necessarily focused on by men. And not, not a bad way. I mean, you know, if, if I'm hauling something that's really, I'm a pretty strong lady, but if I'm hauling something that's heavy, I don't mind a guy helping me. And I don't feel like a damsel in distress because they do. Yeah. I'm getting old. I want people to, I want other people to lift everything. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I think that everybody who is starting out or early on when you're, when you're first vetting your subs, 
gets taken advantage of or just didn't manage their own expectations. I mean, I can definitely relate where I'm like, I've paid all this money and the work isn't what I thought it was going to be. But it's also because I probably didn't communicate. I, I personally feel like I've had that, you know, issue myself. Um, yeah, and I think and then, I, and you're right. I, and, and I do think that women as a peer general contractor is threatening to some men for sure. I, I mean, love I, it. I definitely think that there's some insecure dudes out there. Oh they, yeah, absolutely. Go so, with me to the Home Depot. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> do you have a home? Do you have a Home Depot in Alaska? Yeah, we have yeah. a, we've had Home Depot for about 20 years, maybe a little. Oh, less. there we go. Yeah. I mean, okay. we have a part of, we have a part of town where I live. It looks just like the part of town where you live. Okay. Okay. You know, all right. We all have, we all have that everywhere now. <laughs> You're not so, like wild Alaska on TV, it, right? You have that too. We have that too. Where I live used to seem a lot wilder, a lot more yeah. frontier, but uh, we also have a fair amount of uh, military presence in my town. We have two bases. We have an air force base and a, and an army base. So actually um, speak that I, I, my brother lived three years in Fairbanks. I told you um, because he's a military guy and he was a photographer for the military and he would do the uh, Denali when they were practicing like special forces in the Denali forest. That's in Alaska, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would, yeah. So he would go down there and, uh, I mean, it was cool stuff. I never got to visit because his last year when we were going to go, it was last year with the coronavirus. So I couldn't go, but I mean, it is a beautiful state. You're a very lucky man. I am. I love it here. And, and, uh, so going back to what you were just saying, um, attention to detail, I can totally, uh, appreciate that. But I because use there is, so, a, there is a different there is a different level of of looking at things. There and I, is. And I think let's talk about the intimidation factor for a minute. Like I use that to my advantage because um, I I do look intimidating. I hold my own quite well. My thank you, Sean and Brian, my brothers for beating me up half my life um, because I can hold my own and I can't stand in a room with men and not get intimidated. And I think to men that is intimidating, but at the same time, like I'm funny and I can relate. So like I've got jokes and I think that, that, that breaks the barrier of like, you know, intimidation. Like I'm not all professional. And I mean, obviously we have to be professional and always the work is good, but we are a laid back kind of environment, you know, construction in general, you know? Uh, so I kind of like that too. I totally fit in. It is totally my thing. I wish I am so thankful and grateful that I found this and that I was, uh, I was, I had enough confidence and thank you to my ex-husband because when you get divorced and you don't take any money and you were, uh, you know, minimal money and you were a stay at home wife, which I wouldn't change again, you know, it gives you kind of that power to have to be like, it's me or nothing. Like I need to provide for myself. So that also helped. But I think at the end of the day, women really need to kind of get in there and just, you know, strap on their boots and start. It's not, it's challenging, but it's not complicated. It is not as complicated as I thought it was or was going to be. It's a system. Everything yeah, is systematic. It's just systematic and, and organizing. Absolutely. Yeah. And best practices, no matter what career you're in, take you far. Definitely. Um, so what other advice would you have for, for women who are gonna, who are thinking about the trades? I mean, I, I think that I, I don't think there's a trade out there that in where I live that I haven't seen women working in it. There's just not many. 
it's yeah it's a couple times a year i'll see i'll see women in in trades um, I always see, you know, actually it's funny because now I, I search out for those women and I always give them that extra smile or a wave at the Home Depot. Like I always make sure to talk to people no matter where I go. I'm a talker, but I was going to my uh, next kitchen remodel and the lady, her father was actually a contractor, super cool lady, but uh, the lady, another person was walking out and she was a gutter cleaner and she does like duct cleaning and gutter cleaning and she's a female owned and operated and she had the best attitude like, hey mama, how you doing? You know, and like gotta keep and support the women. So I think the more you champion and rally around the people that are worth it, like female or male, to be honest, um, it makes you feel better about yourself. So maybe that's what I should do is just uh, continue to give people praise. You know, I, my painter, uh, his daughter showed up at the job site and she's impressive. She's incredibly intelligent and she's, she's so good. And, and I don't want to lose her, but I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it's kind of a college shop for her where she wants to move up. And I would hope her moving up would still be in construction, but who knows? She's young. So I think a lot of people, regardless of male or female, and you could probably speak to that, they, they drop off quickly. People drop off quickly from construction for whatever reason. Yeah, it's got high overturn. No doubt. All yeah. the, any, any, any labor I've ever had, probably it's gone from construction. Uh, I bet. My, my, my carpenters are still carpenters, but, uh, <laughs> but the laborers come and go, they get a taste and they're like, no. And, yeah, and it's I, I, you know, I, my work environment was pretty good. I wasn't always the nicest guy, especially when I started out. I definitely didn't handle <laughs> myself that well all the time, but that's all right. But, Nobody's the, envi perfect. but the environment I provided for, for uh, my employees, I think was pretty good. And they were pretty good to each other. Yeah, that's really yeah. important. That's that's super important. Friendships yeah. within in the culture is important yeah. too. And and I've hired two women because the the only two that have applied. Yeah, and, I know you said that. And they were they were both great. Um, so what did they do for you? One, one was just a general laborer. Nothing and, wrong with that. Yeah, and and that's what she that's what she wanted. She was basically she was with me in between base jobs. Okay. So she's probably back out on base. I don't, I'm not in touch with her. And the other one was a carpenter slash laborer who I hired as a laborer, but she had, she's an artist and she's very talented at doing That's many awesome. different things. So, and what I always do with employees is, you know, I'll pick jobs based on what I think my employees would do the best at. And then within yeah. that, within that, I'm assigning jobs like, okay, you're over here by yourself today. You just go do that and you leave her alone and you go do this and, and, you know, collaborate when you need to, but otherwise, you know, just kind of putting people where they're focused and, and, and uh, yeah. And she's super talented at many nice. things. Yeah. Yeah. Women, uh, women make really good carpenters. And I honestly started jumping in because of the margins. I can't afford my subs. Uh, and so once my guy came back to me full time, um, we do all of the carpentry, a lot of it ourselves now. And it's one, it's more gratifying. It slows me down. It, it makes me give more of a sense of accomplishment because I don't like, I thought I needed to hustle. I thought I had to be the biggest and the best and really prove myself and do all these things and be, you know, 
just as big as the other guy who's on the radio and all the fancy trucks. But at the end of the day, it's not true. It's not true. I don't have to be that. I can be whoever I want to be. And there's always a place for me. Um, it's funny that you say that you get the jobs that you think your people will be good at. I get the jobs that I like that I know I want to do. And then I like my guys, I know them well enough. Like I know this person's better at this or this person can give this person a hand. And then obviously my trades guys have all their own skills anyway, but um, it really, I think, strategizing and using your people to their best abilities and really knowing who they are and what they can do and what they enjoy. It really, it makes your work environment better. And I think having friendships within and building that camaraderie within our community. I mean, my guys are all friends, all my, and the, most of them are technically subs, 1099s, but um, they still all get along and we kind of built our own little circle and I feel accepted. I feel welcomed. And, and, and I think the two things you just said are so interrelated because I used to think I needed to be bigger and bigger name. And, and I definitely marketed my company that way. And, and, and people definitely think my company is bigger than it is. It's not. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but I, but I quickly realized that it didn't, that that didn't matter because I started to get the clients I wanted and I wasn't advertising, but it, it was because I created the community that I had because, yeah, absolutely. because when, when people that were working under my, under contract with me were in my clients' houses, my clients loved every single one of them Yes, and they appreciated their work and everybody got along. Once I've vet it, once I got rid of the, there was definitely some, some chaff in there that needed to get booted, but. Um, yeah. All, every, all the time. I mean, that's every, but, it happens to everyone, but creating that community, I think is more important than making yourself look big because you get big, you get, you grow because of your community. You definitely, and, I, and that goes for any, any business male or female owned. It's, it's super important to grow that community. Yeah, no. And I agree with you. And uh, I have an example of that. You know, one of my guys who did my, the guys who came to me and taught me a lot of it through side projects. Cause when guys work for big companies, they do side jobs. That's not, that's totally normal. Hey, can you paint my house? Or, Hey, can you do, you know, homeowners want little handyman stuff? No big deal. So my guys came from a really big company and they would help me with my side work at my houses along many years ago. And, um, they would tell me all the time, like, you know, they go into the, the job. I'm very, you know, there's a lot of uh, people around here. Our our workforce is primarily Spanish speaking. So they go into the house of their clients and the clients don't ask their names. They, you know, they maybe say good morning or whatever. And I always greet my guys. I always say the names, always introduce them. So they do feel like a part of the process. They're not just a laborer. They're not just here. I mean, my main dude, the, we really he doesn't know as much English probably he understands a lot and we communicate well, but our verbal skills aren't there. And that's another really awesome thing about construction is that you don't have to communicate sometimes with words. Like I call things, you know, I spent so long being mad at myself because I don't, didn't know every technical term in the book. And at the end of the day, like I call stupid stuff do to do's, but we still get it done. You know, like hand me the do to do because we're going to do this. And like my guys make jokes, but like, you know, like a skill saw, like if I call it a do to do, who cares? Like, we still know that we need it and we're going to use it. And like the, the quality works there, but, but the guys know that they're valued and then that the customers appreciate them. And I think that's fostering that kind of environment is something that I 
think women would be really successful at as well, or any general contractor. Fostering that quality environment where everyone's of the same value and everyone is the same person and the same valued human on the team. The guy who's picking up the trash and who throws away and packs the dumpster is equally important to me as the guy who does all of my finishing work and my tile work or my electrical and my plumbing. I mean, their pay scale is different, but they're still of the same value. I still respect them the same. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying about the communication there too. And, and, uh, the duty dues, because, uh, <laughs> it, it just reminds me of my, my foreman names, everything, a different name every year. So, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, like, like one year, the, when, when I was working with him, when I was young, cause we used to work together elsewhere and, uh, I borrowed his stilts for drywalling my house. Oh, nice. Which he calls clickety clacks. There we go. Fast forward, fast forward, like eight years. Um, We need some clickety clacks. I'm like, hey, can you bring (laughs) clickety clacks? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I was like, you're stilts. And he's like, clickety clacks. I'm like, that's what you called them. And everybody that knows him knows that he names everything something different every year. But he's like, it's just how his brain operates. Yeah. And and who cares? Because he's probably a great craftsman. Oh, man, he is. He's a problem solver. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think is most, I don't think, and the reason why I think I'm bringing it up and the tangents that were going on um, and it, you know, who cares if anybody's listening? Cause this is a great conversation for me, but I think that ultimately for women, you don't, you know, you don't have to be intimidated by terminology. You don't have to be intimidated by tools. You don't have to be intimidated by anything you don't want to be because it's easy to learn just like anyone learns math or finances or medicine. Construction is not that complicated. You got a ruler, you got your pencil, you got a couple tools, you know, and you make stuff happen. You just, you, you learn as much as you can and, and you be, women will be just fine if they're interested. You know, if you're not interested, then, you know, I have no interest in becoming a CPA for anybody. So count no me doubt. out. No <laughs> doubt. I never want to, I, I never want to touch the books again. No. And actually, you know, I was going to give up on myself this summer because of the margins. And I lost one of my guys to another guy who really, you know, it was an uncomfortable situation. And we, you know, it is what it is because it is what it is. And my guy, you know, he was the one who'd been with me for so long and it really made me upset. One time I like, uh, you know, I'm human. I cried on my job site because I missed him so much, just the camaraderie and the relationship. And he came back because I think he sees that, you know, we do build good stuff. So I'm, you women should never give up on themselves if they are of interest. And if there's a lot of DIY women out there, you know, they have thousands of followers and they make a good living and they sponsor all this stuff. But, you know, some of them have amazing skills. This girl making it pretty or something. You should probably, she's super famous on the internet. Her husband's a football coach or something like that. But anyway, she's got mad skills and she's, you know, you can tell she has that, that thing, that, 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 judge about her i don't even know what to call it but she's got it and if you have it like don't give up on yourself well that's great advice and and uh and i i think it's a great place for us to to uh wind it down because i i I know you got stuff to do you got a deadline yeah yeah and i really appreciate you being here is there anything else you want to say before we before we go no, I think I, I think this was great. I, I appreciate our conversation. Hopefully someone finds value from it. We didn't really get into some of the business stuff, uh, you know, the business organization and things like that. But um, those are kind of boring anyway. Um, well, some of them. Re- yeah. And, and we, you can come back. 
we can talk about oh, that cool. too. So absolutely. Um, so, well, thanks for being here and, and yeah. uh, good luck with your projects and, and you'll be rooting care. me on, right? Of course, I sure will. <laughs> thanks, man. It was cool talking to you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.